0: Hello, and welcome to Asbury Methodist Church's podcast. My name is Forrest Divini, I'm the lead pastor at Asbury, and I hope this podcast will enrich your walk with Christ, increase your knowledge of the Bible, and I hope it will be entertaining as you go. We are in the middle of the Advent season, and so I'm trying to base these podcasts somewhat on the Advent readings from our uh, devotional that we're using, which is called Roots. You can buy that on Seedbed. What we're doing is we're looking at Jesus's roots, uh, his family history, the story of the people of Israel, because if we do that, we begin to understand what it is we are celebrating on Christmas. Not just that Jesus is born, right? Not just that there's a, but but the, the full import, the full impact of what it means that he was born this week there's a couple of readings in that devotional I'm particularly interested in focusing on. One is at the end of the book of Genesis in chapter 50, verses 19 through 20. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. Always loved that verse at the end of Genesis, right? Joseph telling his brothers who sold him into slavery, who ruined his, who did all these horrible, horrible things to him, saying to them, I know you meant evil. I know what you meant. Your hearts were not in the right place. But God used your evil for good. I am utterly fascinated by that concept. That, that God will use human evil for good. And the ultimate example, of course, is Jesus on the cross. The people who nailed Jesus to the cross did not have good intentions. The people who demanded his crucifixion did not have good intentions. They meant it for evil, but God used it for good. Jesus brings good from evil. I I just am amazed by that. And it's such a comforting message because the world is evil. I mean, we are surrounded by evil. There is so much evil going on. And when you really stop to ponder it, it can be truly overwhelming. All of us, I think, in our own lives are dealing with different things that I would would constitute as evil. Sometimes it's things that are just sort of out there and are happening in general. Sometimes it's things that are being done to us. Sometimes it's things we are doing to other people, worth pondering. And God can take all of that evil and he can use it for his purposes. This is one of the answers to the question of the problem of evil, by the way, right? The problem of evil is that if God is really all-powerful and all-knowing and all-good, then why does he allow evil to exist in the first place? Now, I'll start off the bat. There is no answer that will satisfy an unbeliever because they they don't have the the capacity to understand why this matters. But the answer, of course, is that God didn't create evil. God allows evil to exist because humans choose evil, and God does not want followers who do not have the freedom to choose him or to reject him. It's not satisfying to an atheist, but it is the truth. Uh, But another part of the answer is, Evil does not stop God from accomplishing his purposes. God will simply use the evil towards his purposes. It's absolutely amazing. Part of what we are celebrating is, is God using evil for his purposes. One, And that's the thing we can take hope in as we come into this time. For, I know for many of you, Abbott, it's probably not a particularly pleasant time. I get that. I was talking with uh, some pastor friends the other day, and a lot of us realized that we just, we've, not, not just this year, but just kind of in general, a lot of us have had trouble the last few years getting into the holiday spirit, being festive, um, And there were lots of reasons for that, but one reason we all kind of wondered is maybe God is trying to help us understand the real purpose of this season and of this holiday. Which is to celebrate the goodness of God, the incredible victory that God wins over evil. And one way that he does that, of course, is he uses evil for good. One thing we can take hope in is that the evil going on in our lives can and will be used by God for his Purposes. It just it reminds me again of some of the great imagery, even of the just the totally secular commercialized Christmas celebrations. I, I was walking my dog last night in my neighborhood, and, and of course you know, it was dark. It was like six thirty, so the sun had completely gone down. and It was dark. But one of the things I love about my neighborhood is that like. Mm-mm, 75 80 percent of the houses put up a ton of christmas lights and so even though it should have been a really dark walk it was it was lit up enough that if I had brought a book with me I probably could have read it uh, this is a, it's a beautiful image of what's going on here that in the midst of darkness god's light is shining which takes me to the next reading I want to talk about, which is the, it's the opening of John's Gospel. Now, in the, the in the booklet, they do just verse one and verse fourteen of chapter one. I'm gonna read a little bit more. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The light Shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. You know, there's a reason we celebrate the birth of Christ during literally the darkest time of year when the nights are longest because it's a reminder, it's a reminder that the light shines in the darkness. One of the things I love about all these people putting Christmas lights is that even though they don't know it, even though they don't know it, they are making a statement of defiance toward the darkness. That the darkness cannot, does not win because the light still shines. Remember that darkness... Is nothing. Literally, it's nothing. Darkness is merely the absence of light. If you leave a room, you don't turn on the dark, you turn off the light. Darkness, by definition, cannot exist in the presence of light. Darkness can never overcome light, it's physically impossible. So, it's a well chosen metaphor. No matter how dark the world may seem, no matter how hopeless, no matter how much you feel you are surrounded by evil, no matter how discouraged you are, no matter how concerned for the future you are, the light shines in the darkness. That's why we have hope. That's why we have peace. That's why we have joy. It's why we celebrate Advent to remind ourselves that what we are celebrating is not just the birth of a very special baby 2,000 years ago. It's not just the beginning of the, the Gospels. It's not just that. It is that we are reminded by the Christmas story that God is undefeatable, that evil is weak, that God will always win. Thanks be to God. We'll be back next week with another Advent podcast. God bless.